and welcome back to another episode on the Promethean Perspective. I am your host, Emily, and I'm so thrilled that you are joining me. Oh, beautiful chord progression there. Um, I'm so very happy that you are joining me here on the Promethean's Perspective. Welcome back. We have not done a podcast in quite a little while, and that is perfectly fine. That is okay. That is such a beautiful aspect of what the Lord invites us to do is he calls us to be obedient to him. And that obedience looks different in different seasons of our lives, in different um, circumstances of what just the Lord asks us to embrace. And so while we continue to say yes to the Lord, we are not saying yes to a set of circumstances. We are saying yes to him and whatever he wills. So It has been a bit since I've done an episode, and that is perfectly okay. We'll get into some of the reasons behind why Um, we haven't done an episode in a little bit. But I said welcome back to the Promethean Perspective, and technically that's not true. Um, We have taken a little bit of time to really discern the name of our podcast and where Christ has taken it and the message and the and the power and the passion behind the podcast. And while the Promethean Perspective has served that purpose with, with the title and, and what the name means, the Lord has definitely taken it into a different uh, avenue, a different path. And with that being said, um, we are continuing to keep the name of the podcast, the Promethean Perspective, but it's going to carry forth more of the message of no greater love. So for those of you that don't really know, you're not exactly super into etymology or just a huge fan of words or looking up words or reading the dictionary, you may not know what the word Promethean means. It sounds kind of like Greek, mythy-ish, kind of, if you will. Um, But the meaning behind Promethean that was selected for the title Promethean Perspective for the podcast means um, creative to the point of life bringing, a life bringing um, capability. And the perspective that we share here on the podcast in terms of what the church teaches, in terms of how we are to respond to that church, to, to the church's teaching, um, moral issues, ethical issues, um, more practical, um, you know, advice on, on the day to day and how to just live a more fuller, abundant life in our diving into scripture, everything therein that offers a perspective that, of course, is life bringing because it focuses everything around Christ and his love and the love that he desires to offer, which, of course, brings us life. It brings us eternal life. So it definitely is going to be keeping the name Promethean Perspective, but we are going to be taking a little shift and really focusing in on um, the scripture verse of John chapter uh, 15, verse 13, where it emphasizes that there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's, one's friend and what that looks like in the context of how Christ does that for us and how we're called to do that on the daily for others. So that's just a whole little spiel on just kind of this beautiful spiritual treasure this beautiful gem that the lord has been really revealing and really um you know polishing if you will and and emphasizing here is that he is doing so many beautiful things and we simply have to trust him and of course that is not always simple but uh what are you gonna do you just you gotta trust our good god because he is he's good all the time so so much has happened uh since the last time i recorded as always life is such an amazing adventure with the lord and within that adventure, there's, of course, successes and, and failures and challenges and victories and triumphs and joys. And one of those joys has definitely been um, playing the guitar, as you can hear it in the background right here. Just kind of strumming away, playing some fun chords. So I've definitely been a treasure playing some more guitar, slowing down a bit and just 
really appreciating the gift of life. Um, I had the huge privilege of back in January at the uh, conclusion of Advent season to go spend some time with the Servant Sisters down in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, they're with the, the community of, of the Servant Sisters, which is originally in Spain, but then they have missions all over the world, and one of them happened to be in Jacksonville, Florida. So I went to spend some time with them and um, just really embrace their spirituality and their mission and, and their work, and they have an opportunity for young college-age girls to be able to stay there and live more closely the life of the sisters and participate in their work and everything that they do with the lay families and the home of the mother. And it was just an extremely beautiful, spiritually fruitful time, uh, and I was so blessed to be able to go down there and to really uh, just cherish the gift of of being there, the ch- the gift of, of good, holy community and growing in whatever the Lord was asking of me. Uh, and then upon coming home, there was some real uh, trials and challenges that our, our family as a whole underwent for, for a little while there. Um, we had some, some pretty, nah, you know, not fun, nasty, if you will, uh, kind of tough waters to navigate, but with through the grace of God, the intercession of the saints in heaven, of course, our beautiful Mother Mary, uh, all as well. And, and we continue as a family to take one more step in that direction of of being well and trusting God and knowing that he has a plan and a purpose and all that and pray for my dear my dear brother my little brother one of my one of my many brothers um he today actually has left to be a totus tuus missionary so he has been doing totus tuus for quite a few years actually uh he participated as a youth when he was younger and then has he got older he actually would help with the younger kids Uh, and then this past summer he was able to help with the younger kids and the older kids when the totus tuus missionaries came um, to our diocese here in North Carolina and he applied this year to be an actual totus tuus missionary and was accepted and today we actually dropped him off so he begins his retreat his training and then he'll be off all summer long going from parish to parish here in our diocese, uh, teaching the little children about our Lord and and teaching them what it requires to become saints and and to pursue holiness, and to really instill in them a love for our faith and a love for the Eucharist and 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 helping form them and, and guide them and cultivate in inside their precious little children's souls uh, a deeper love for Christ. So please pray for my brother. He's super excited. Uh, he's got a, a great. A great head on his shoulders, but he can always use prayers as we all can always use prayers. So please keep my little brother in your prayers. Keep my whole family in your prayers. That'd be pretty awesome. All my family members are being invited to some new adventure or, or challenge or situation from the Lord. We have two beautiful uh, new lives entering, if you will, of um, the Ryback clan. So we're expecting uh, both of my two oldest brothers are expecting uh, baby girls. So that's beautiful my my oldest and his wife are expecting their fourth and then my other brother and his wife are expecting their second so please pray for the lives of these two precious babies that will be entering the world soon enough and uh, that all goes well in there and just continue to thank the lord for all the blessings he sends us um in terms of me i i goodness the lord is the lord is taking me on on quite a beautiful adventure and has Taught me a lot about myself, taught me a lot about who he is, who I am in light of that truth. Uh, and there's no way I could put all the graces that he has bestowed upon me um, into words or into a short enough context for this uh, episode here on the podcast. But I think just a, a great way to kind of sum it up would be uh, that the Lord has really given me the grace of being able to really focus in on the gift of 
the present. And that's not grand, that's not anything <laughs> superb, but it's extremely precious. And it's, it's a beautiful gift um, to really just focus in on the present. Um, I graduated college a few weeks ago, or a few days ago rather, sorry, excuse me, um, a few days ago, and was given the opportunity to be accepted into a program that would help me continue on um, in terms of uh, pursuing further um, college education. So praise the Lord for that gift. Praise the Lord for the gift of my education thus far. Uh, praise the Lord for all the gifts that he gives us. Um, the gift of right now, the gift of taking it day by day, moment by moment, appreciating every little trial, every little situation, how we respond, how we speak, how we act. It all just plays such a, a large role in the whole plan of salvation history and, and, and God's God's eternal plan that's unraveling before our eyes and and there's a lot that we're not going to understand or comprehend fully on this side of heaven but just recognizing that that we participate in that and the purpose that we play in what God has ordained and what God has planned and what God desires it's so so, so beautiful um and so actually that's really what has inspired um, my choice for today's episode, and I say my choice, but technically it's the Holy Spirit's choice because if I was left to choose the episode content for the podcast, it might get a little boring. It would get pretty dull. I don't know where it would go. It'd be a whole lot of banter, which I know we already have, but that's okay because this is just this is just what the Lord does. He He invites us to something, and then He says, "Trust me." And all we have to do is is put ourselves at His feet, and I'm here. I am Lord. I'm your servant. I've come to do Your will. Here I am. So uh, just, yeah, that's just a little bit of an update for you guys of kind of where I've been, what I've been doing, where the Lord's got me. And really, honestly, it's just been so beautiful, uh, so beautiful to be so aware of the gift of the presence, so aware of what he's doing, of all the areas he's inviting me to a deeper trust, to a deeper surrender, to a deeper appreciation and love for him. Uh, so many opportunities to... To really see him in other people all the more. Um, and I had this beautiful experience that I'll share with you all a few weeks ago of after Mass one day. I was going to the Adoration Chapel because we have the massive gift, the immense privilege of having an Adoration Chapel uh, across the street from our parish that is open 24-7. So normally I'll go to Mass, Sacred Mass, and then I will go to Adoration afterwards, which is just an absolute treasure to be able to spend time with with our beloved Lord. And so on my way over to the Adoration Chapel, I was stopped by a lady who I had seen previously at another parish. Um, I don't really, at the time, I, n- I didn't really know her. Um, I'd seen her. I kind of knew of her, but not personally. You know, I, I wasn't aware of her. Um, but she knew that I had gone earlier in the year to visit the Servant Sisters, and she just kind of was asking me about my visit and, you know, things of that nature. And so I was just briefly relaying them to her. And out of nowhere, she begins to tell me about a situation that she finds herself in. Uh, Just without going into too much detail, just with some, you know, tense, difficult uh, situations that she she was dealing with on her end and trying to take care of people whom she loved, but at the same time navigate, um, you know, what the Lord was asking her to do with her own passion, you know, because she's a teacher and things of that nature. Um, And so just like how to better take care of those she loved, but at the same time, um, live out her vocation as a teacher and so she was just talking to me and, and there was a ton of uh, of unsettledness if you will uh, a lack of peace and I come across many people uh, on the daily who are 
very unpeaceful. They don't have peace. They don't have rest. They don't they don't rest rest in who God is and, and trust in Him. And so in turn, they're trusting on their own resources and their own abilities, and and that of course would lead lead to a lack of of peace and a la- and a, an immense amount of worry. Um, and so just in dialoguing with her, we we talked for quite a bit of time, and I I left her with some with some guidance and just some some advice that the Holy Spirit placed in my mind at the time and my heart. And so I was able to relay that to her, not really knowing what, where that would take her from there, but just kind of hoping that, uh, uh, that in some way I could speak truth and, and clarity into, into what she was expressing. And I had promised my, my family that I would be home, um, at a particular time for a particular event. And it was important that I, I, responded you know in in holy obedience to to my promise that I had made and recognizing that when I had finished this dialogue with this lady that I no longer had time to go to adoration chapel the the adoration chapel um because of a a promise that I had made so I really quickly uh rushed into the adoration chapel uh which you know I don't recommend rushing into an experience with the the king of the universe uh however if you can stop by for even just a moment I know our lord our lord greatly appreciates that so even if you feel like all you have is just a moment it's a moment well spent if you spend it in his presence so I, I stopped by for just a moment and as I was there with him for just a moment uh, before heading home I was a bit frazzled because <laughs> I had rushed in I, I didn't have a, a still a still mind a still soul and so I to be honest was a very distracted or just unsettled in in adoration so when I was there for just a moment um, he, uh, the Lord, he broke through very clearly of, of my unsettledness, of my frazzledness, if you will. <laughs> and to be honest, has, I was, that was, that was interesting. I said that with an accent, to be honest, to be honest, um, I was, okay, we're not going to go there cause I'm not exactly the best of accents. Well, I, I think I am, but other people would disagree. And I think that's their problem. Anywho, uh, where was I going? Here, lost my train of thought. Choo-choo. It left the station. Where was I going with that? Let's see. Frazzled. Moment with the Lord. <sighs> Talking with the lady. Oh, and so the the conversation that I just had with this lady, um, I kind of just laid that at the feet of the Lord, you know, on behalf of my sister in Christ. And very clearly before, before I departed, I, I heard our Lord, Lord just speak to me very clearly and, and I perceived him very clearly in my heart. And just that he was saying like, you sought me, you sought me out. You were, you were coming to me. You looked for me, you searched for me and I came to you. And I was just thinking about that because I was trying to go to adoration. I was trying to do, you know, quote unquote, the right thing to go to our Lord because I had that desire to be with him. And what I thought was an impediment that I encountered on my way there, a distraction, a, um, a roadblock, if you will, to, to going to the Lord was actually our Lord coming to me, our Lord coming to me in the body of Christ of a person who was suffering, of a person who needed their sister in Christ, um, not because of anything I could do, but because of what Christ desired to do through me in that moment. Um, and so just recognizing the beauty of, of Christ never asking us to do anything that he himself is not willing to do. That he comes to us even when we 
believe that we cannot get to him or even we have the effort to get to him or the desire to get to him but something impedes us that he will always come to his children he will always take care of us he sees our desire and and so that really leads me to appreciating the present moment because um just as i mentioned the lord has given me that great gift as of lately to really appreciate the gift of the present moment and i could do a whole episode on specifically in my life what that looks like and in the details therein uh, but I wanted to talk more so on, on, on really why right now is such a beautiful gift. Um, because to be honest, when I had this dialogue with this lady, um, I wasn't fully present to her. Of course, I was understanding what she was saying. I was appreciating the, the lack of peace that she had and the unsettledness. And I, you know, intellectually was present, if you will, rationally present to give her some guidance and to give her some, uh, direction from where she was to speak some truth into into the situation at hand however looking back I don't know that I spoke with utmost charity or that I I was fully present to her in my heart like like present in my heart to her um, with the charity of Christ and so that encounter with that lady was an absolute gift because that was Christ in her whom I was able to encounter but I wasn't fully present, and so I missed the fullness of, of God's gift in that situation. And so there's, there's immense treasures in the present moment, but if we choose not to be present, if we choose to have our mind um, kind of drifting and dwelling on something else at, at the time, then, then we're missing the treasure altogether. And I was thinking about the, um, the screw tape letters uh, written by C.S. Lewis that really in- illustrates uh, the folly of, of this way of thinking of, of not paying attention to the gift of the moment. Um, and, and it says, nearly all vices are rooted in the future. Screw tape instructs, gratitude looks to the past and love to the present. Fear, avarice, love, lust, and ambition look ahead. So what I think what C.S. Lewis is really kind of pointing out here in his extremely elegant literary way is that the most common and harmful thing that humans can do is to forsake the present gift that God has given us for a distraction of a of a future that we're not even promised. Because the pro- the, the our idea of the future is not is not necessarily God's plan of the future for us. I mean, we can die. I could die in this moment. We could die 10 years from now, 100 years from now. We don't know the fullness of what God desires or, or the fullness of what God has laid out and, and what our free will looks like in light of that, of how it all just you know integrates itself together. But God intends us to be creatures of the present. And that is, in fact, where he meets us. He meets us in the present, in the right now. And so there's a couple points here. And I think the first is that, like, really that, like, our time is not our own. And, and one of the chief reasons that I think it's unwise to kind of hasten towards a future is that, like I just mentioned, the future is not guaranteed. I mean, how many of us know people that just died unexpectedly, that had some tragic accident or illness or sickness or just anything that just just was not, it was not expected? None of us are promised tomorrow. And not only that but like the time we have here on earth however long that may be it's not even really our own because we're not the masters of our own time to a certain extent we are because of our free will and our choice and and 
the role that we play in light of the gift of time that God has given us, what we're going to choose to with the present moment. You know, we have that choice of what we do with our moments. But ultimately, our time is God's. It's, it belongs to Him. And so this is particularly true of the present moment because that's the only moment for sure that you have. So if you're hastening to find the future, if you're hastening to worry about the future, you're missing the beauty of the present moment because the only bit of time that you truly have is lost if you're focusing on something that isn't. So if you change your understanding of the present as the only sure thing and the future as an unearned blessing, you know, gratitude becomes more natural. And and when people live their life with gratitude, you find meaning in like the simplest things, but like also kind of like the stupidest things. Now, I don't mean stupid, like, you know, like bad things, like sinful things, but like the stupidest things of like a blanket, a warm blanket, <laughs> like a, a cup of tea, uh, a beautiful sunset. Well, that's not really stupid. A beautiful sunset is not stupid. Uh, I'll give you a really, a really just lame example, if you will. Um, there was a, a pincher bug that I don't want to like go into detail here because it was, well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I was laid up this whole story. So I don't drink caffeine. We're going to go on a little tangent here. I don't think any of you will mind. I don't drink uh, caffeine like coffee or things of that nature. Just don't agree with it. Um, not that I have like a moral ethical problem with caffeine. My body doesn't agree with caffeine all that great. Uh, so I choose not to drink coffee or anything. But growing up, I mean, my dear mother, she's extremely hospitable. She's a beautiful soul. Uh, she would always like make coffee in the morning for for those of us that drink coffee and things of that nature and then she'd bring it to us if we were like doing our morning prayer or like our scripture readings or something of that nature uh and so because I don't drink coffee or anything she will make me lemon water uh because normally I'll be able to go for a run afterwards and it's really nice to be you know priorly hydrated is priorly priorly a word previously hydrated uh before the run and I just really like the the lemon water because it kind of wakes me up first thing in the morning and things of that nature so anyways my dear mother, my dear sweet mother, who had all good, holy, perfect intention, brought me a cup of lemon water, and it was in this beautiful mug of of uh, the Immaculate Conception. It had a beautiful prayer on the back, and I guess when you drink, like, from a mug, it's, the rim's kind of thick, like it's big, like I don't know how to explain it, and so normally when I drink from, like, mugs like that, I will spill, like, out the sides of my mouth on the, like... I don't know how to explain it. I'm a two-year-old. Sure, go for it. Maybe I need a sippy cup. I don't know. Anyways, that's what happens. I normally will spill out if I try to just drink from the mug. So we have like these stainless steel straws. So my mom will normally put one in the straw for me. uh, So I don't spill lemon water all over my scriptures. Anywho, on this particular morning, I took a sip and sensed that there was something in my mouth. So for those of you that like make your own like homemade lemon water, you like squeeze out the lemon juice in like on the grinder or you like use a a citrus squeeze anything of that nature. You know that like sometimes there's like some seeds that go in the in the water or some like pulp. So I thought it was just like pulp uh in my mouth and normally I don't spit out the pulp, but for some reason I had a like a mo a, 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 a blah, 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 blah. A notion or just like a prompting, uh, interior prompting, I think it's the Holy Spirit, to spit out the, what would you call it, the object, the item in my mouth. So I spit it back into the cup, which was not exactly the most ladylike thing I've ever done in my life. 
And there floating in my lemon water is what I call a pincher bug. I think it's more commonly known as an earwig. Uh, let's look up a picture here. I don't even know. Is that what it's called? An earwig? I hope I'm calling it the right thing. That'd be terrible. We call everything different here in the south than they do up top. I can't. There's no. <laughs> there's no images of it. Wait, why is there no images of it? I'm reverting to my my local rhetoric. Mostly nocturnal. They hide in small moist crevices. Yeah, that'd be that'd be about what it was. It's hiding in my straw. Yeah, yeah, it's an air. They make up the insect order Derma Dermaptera. Dermaptera. I'd have to ask my brother. He's the zoology expert. Uh, there's about 2,000 species? What? In 12 families? They are one of the smaller insect orders. Here's the, here's the big part, okay? Earwigs have characteristic cerci, which are a pair of forcep-like pincers on their abdomen. Okay, so imagine having one of these lovely earwigs from the insect order of Dermaptera in your mouth with these... I mean, just beautiful, crisp, sharp pinchers, also known as Cersei, uh, in your mouth. I mean, I had one of them in my mouth. All right, I'm going to stop talking like some lady here. But, anywho, where was I going with that? Oh, so, I spit it out, and there he is floating in the water, one of those earwigs. I call them a pincher bugs because that's what they do. They pinch you, and they're like, I mean, their pinch is not just like, you know, like a sibling giving you a pinch. Like, they're, they're pretty... They're pretty intense. They like kind of look make look little blood blisters almost underneath your skin. <sighs> Where was I going with this? I don't even know. I'm giving you like a whole lesson on the biology of an earwig. My goodness. Oh, so I spit him back into the cup, and from that moment on, vowed I would never drink out of a straw again without examining it. And then also just you know thanked the Holy Spirit that that earwig did not pinch the inside of my mouth because. Like, those things are not fun. Nonetheless, the inside of my mouth, that would have been terrible. I mean, that would have been awful. Maybe he was just a little shocked. Maybe he was just, like, equally as shocked as I was. I don't really know why. And I also don't know why I chose to spit it out versus just swallowing it, thinking it was pulp or something. Because I didn't Okay, this is really going into a lot of detail. I did not expect it to take this long to tell the story. But I also didn't, like, I didn't chew the earwig. So technically, he would have still been alive for a bit once I swallowed him like pinching the inside of me there's just a lot a lot that could have gone wrong with this situation but the holy spirit protected me the holy spirit guided me and i was grateful for that i found meaning like i found the holy spirit taking care of me and protecting me in that stupid situation so there's your example <laughs> because i mean what a blessing it, it it is to not only find meaning in the in the little moments of the present but also like actively acknowledge God like don't just say like that's a beautiful sunset but like wow Lord like that is a gorgeous sunset like praise the Lord for your artistry praise the Lord that you are the the master of the universe is that that you hold all creation in your hands like praise the Lord and and that's what I did I I sent up many a prayers of thanksgiving even in that small little experience of that earwake um, I'm going to have to educate some people I know around here because they all call them pincher bugs. I did not know they were called an earwig, but now we do. And we know they're from the family Dermaptera. Look at that. We got it. 
Okay. Uh, something else that I wanted to talk about was the assumption about the future. Uh, because when we are straining forward towards the future and expectation, we, I think, assume, like, an important assumption. I don't know if that was extremely redundant to say assume important assumption but but we we come to this kind of understanding or belief like inadvertently or subconsciously that like the future will be better than the present because many of us are not satisfied with the present many of us live lives that are very stressful and anxious and worrisome or sad or doldrum or monotonous and so and so you're always looking forward to like the next thing like I've heard people say that like I'm excited for such and such and or like I can't wait for and while it's not wrong to be excited about something, it's not wrong to look forward to something, uh, are we doing it to such an extent that we miss the beauty of right now? Because I, I truly think that is why so many people are so unhappy because so many people are so discontent, why people don't have passion, why people aren't even doing what they even want to do, you know, that is good and holy and, and a gift from God is because they're so discontent. So, you know, there's no sure way to have like resentment towards not only yourself others god but is to is to ruminate on or or just to dwell on the future versus right now because the best way to like combat the the situation of like being upset with right now or being discontent with right now or having anxiety right now is to is to not worry or think about the future or dwell on the future I mean, it's so stupid that people get so concerned about something that they're not even promised. And and then in light of that, to really recognize, okay, what's your circle of influence? What's your circle of concern? Um, there's these words from St. Francis de Sales, who was a missionary. I mean, just a wonderful servant of God, as most saints are. Um, hence why they become saints. They choose God over all things. Uh, doesn't mean they're perfect, but they chose to remain close to a God who is perfect and can make them perfect despite their impurity. So uh, he says this, he says, do not look forward to what may happen tomorrow. The same everlasting father who cares for you today will take care of you tomorrow and every day. Either he will shed you from suffering or he will give you unfailing strength to bear it. Be at peace. Then put aside all anxious thoughts and imaginations and say continually, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart has trusted in him and I am helped. He is not only with me, but in me and I in him. So at that last part, he's, you know, obviously quoting the Psalms, but he's really stressing here what it means to, to really like solely rely on God and a constant worry for what the future hold holds implies that we don't trust God's plan for us. That like, I guess thus like an eliminating worry about the future, like it's, it's, it truly is an exercise of learning to surrender to, to really fully rely and trust in God. And, and he tells us like, you know, in, in Matthew chapter six, verse 26, like he says, look at the birds of the air. Like they don't, they don't sow or reap or store anything in barns. Uh, but why well, I forgot where I was going. Oh, but your heavenly father feeds them. And then he like poses this question of like, are you not more valuable than they? And it's like, well, sure lord like of course we're more valuable than birds uh but god takes care of even the birds of course god's going to take care of you he's going to take care of your tomorrow whatever that may you know hold and and sometimes it's it's very challenging to sometimes most all of the time it's very challenging to admit to ourselves that like that we are doubting god's plan and we are doubting his goodness in the future and his his fidelity to us in the future 
Uh, but we have to appreciate the past in this situation to recognize that he has always been faithful, that he has always been good, that he will always be good because that's who he is. He's goodness. He's love. And just taking it moment by moment helps us stay so focused. And there's this uh, man, Thomas Merton, he has a prayer of trust that I think, I mean, it starts with the words, "May Lord, my Lord God, I have no idea where I'm going. But then he ends with, therefore, I will trust you always. So you may not understand where the Lord's taking you. You may not understand, you know, what you're, what you're supposed to be doing long term. But right in this moment, you're called to the vocation of love. You're called to the vocation to trust him. And that is extremely freeing to live with that sentiment because you have, you may have no idea where you're going or what the Lord's going to place in your day or what he's going to invite you to your day. Um, but thank goodness that you can place it all in his hands because he knows. And I think just one thing to kind of wrap this all up is to keep a, a heaven-bound attitude, a heaven-bound perspective, if you want to use the big technical term, an eschatological perspective. Because you weren't made for this world. You're in it, but you're passing through. And uh, for those of you that read the screw tape letters, I, you know, I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, but uh, one of the demons in the screw tape letters, you know, he brings up the fact that like humans live in time, but God destines them for eternity. And so the everyday uncertainties, the everyday pain, the everyday suffering that people encounter and the unknowable future anxieties, worries, stresses that people face, they're just a teeny tiny piece, guys, of an eternally deigned, designed, perfect plan of God. So when you dwell on the things that are known, the things that you can't control, that worry will only separate you from the greatness that God created you for. The greatness of, of loving him, serving him in this life, taking it moment by moment. Um, when I was, I'll, I'll kind of conclude with this story. I have so many wonderful examples that I could give you from experiences that I've had with my parents that really emphasize this point. Because both my parents are beautiful souls that, that follow God every day and they take it day by day. But one particular example that I'll share with you that comes to mind is... When I was younger, um, I really enjoyed, I mean, I still do, uh, running a lot. And my, <laughs> my my family used to run 5Ks together, particularly in the summer. Uh, and we, I would I would train for them and, and run some, some of the time with my dad. We'd train together sometimes. And uh, something that he told me before we would start is he's, he would tell me that it's, you know, obviously – it's, it's the muscles of your body of like what you can do physically, but all the more what matters more is your mind muscle of your willpower um, because you your body can do a whole lot more than your mind's going to tell your body that it can do. Um, and so if you're feeling tired, if you feel like you just want to stop, you don't want to run anymore, one more step, one more step, one more step because, I mean, you can't say like, no, I can't do one more step. Of course you can always do one more step. But then that one more step turns into another step, into another step, into to 20 more steps. And then before you know it, you've completed the whole, you know, three and a half mile race because you chose to do one more step. And so whatever situation you have to embrace when you wake up in the morning, whatever God has called you to in life, it's not about tomorrow. It's not about later that day. It's not about the evening. It's about the next moment. It's about one more moment, one more minute. One more yes to God, one more yes to his will, one more act of love, one more moment of patience, one more one more act of virtue, one more act of humility, one more act of generosity. Just one more. Can you do one more? Of course you can always do one more. And then that one more, day after day, moment after moment, year after year, turns into a life of sanctity, a life of saying yes. Yeses that aren't perfect, but that we give over to a God who perfects them. 
And that is how we live a life of sanctity, of appreciating the gift of right now, of focusing our hearts and our minds on the things of above. Because the day that God has given you, the life that God has given you, it is a gift. It may be brief, it may be long, it may be challenging, it may be easy, whatever it is. That is a, it is a gift that God has given you. It's real. It's not a prelude to some other thing that God wants you to learn. He tells us in John 14, 10, and he's so clear. He says, let not your hearts be troubled, troubled, sorry. <laughs> he says, let not your hearts be troubled. And he says that in the, in the 14th chapter of John, um, because in the present moment or in the future seasons to come, he doesn't call us to worry, to anxiety, to lack of peace. No, he calls us to life life that is abundant life that is peace and he comes has the way the truth and the life and he gives us peace and so treasure the present day for exactly what it is it's a gift from god it'd be really rude to reject it so uh those are just some of my thoughts that i have been praying about dwelling on uh thinking about and i wanted to share them with you so i'm just enjoying the gift of this present moment i just would really encourage you to do the same uh god bless you my dear brothers and sisters in christ i'll i'll be praying for you uh continue the journey towards your eternal home in heaven keep your eyes fixed on christ enjoy the gift of the present moment and let not your hearts be troubled god bless <laughs>